Hey there, everyone. What's up? My name is Jessica. I go by Joss Speaks Digital, as you all know. Today, we are going into our second round of the series, Why I Started a Podcast. And I have an amazing, super duper dope dude here with me today that I look forward to hearing why he started this podcast. I actually know a little bit about it, but definitely want to deep dive into why he started this podcast. Welcome, Joe. Tell the people who you are and what you do. What's going on? Thank you for having me, too. Um, This is awesome. I love your vibes. Every time we we chop it up, we we go into different directions. Um, But yeah, my my name is uh, Joe. I'm from uh, New Jersey, near New York City area, right? Um, I'm a podcaster, filmmaker, just kind of creative uh, overall writer. So, build a podcaster. So, build a podcaster. Why did you start your podcast, Therapy Without a Degree? Well, it actually was inspired from a Uber ride, right? So I was an Uber driver uh, for a couple of years. I left my nine to five job. I, you know, just got out of a breakup and I said, you know, let me do some Uber. I want to not have a boss. That was like my first steps into the whole entrepreneur world. So I'm doing Uber one day and, you know, the guy just got in the car and he was like, he just needed some real life perspective, like some just advice from like, somebody that he was never going to see ever again and like also someone that didn't know him that didn't that couldn't judge him couldn't judge his situation he just felt like he could relate to me you know what i'm saying like he was i picked him up and you know i got from his job and he wanted to know like how he could bring something in his house from you know because he he was cheating on, on his lady and it wasn't right and it was like one of those things those situations like when we're going through those stuff like when we're going through adversity or we're going through things that like you don't want to talk about that stuff to your, your mans or your, to, to your people and stuff like that. So, you know, he asked me for that, for that advice and I gave him my perspective and, you know, that was kind of one thing I've always done all my life is just from my adversity. I always am real quick to, to help others with it as well. Like if I feel like I overcame that adversity, you know, I tell people like, I'm not big on, Oh, you got to wait till you're perfect to tell you this, to that, to start speaking about, you know, helping people. And I'm like, nah, like if, if I overcame that, I can help others. So like, it was really easy for me to do that for him. I did it all the time. But in that moment, I was also listening to podcasts as well. I was listening to the Joe Budden pod. And I just correlated the, the two. Like I just, cause I, I, I've been a creative all my life. I just stepped away from it because of life and b- bills and, you know, all that type of stuff. Like once I became a kid, 17, I started working and all those creative juices came out. Watching the Joe Budden podcast, I think opened my mind because I was a big fan of Joe. And then seeing a podcast, I'm like, wow, like I could do that. I'm, I'm also like an introvert. So like, I don't even know how, how I'd be having these conversations, but it's easier for me on a mic. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it was like, it, it would give me that option to, which I didn't even realize at the time, like express my own self. Like it's therapy without a degree, but it's therapy for me too. It's a huge, it's, you know, as you probably know for your pod, like it's, it's therapeutic for ourselves. It's therapeutic for the guests. It's therapeutic for the listeners. So like, that was really just the start of it. Like I wanted to give people a place just to like, either if, you know, at first it was like, okay, I wanted people to come on and, and share their truths and stuff like that. But it ended up to be involved to like so much bigger than that people submitting topics anonymously. And uh, so, yeah, that, that's really just how, how it started, why I started it. Wow. Joe Button inspired you to start. 
<laughs> very, very, you know, very hugely, like, you know, between him and, you know, I mean, I, I, he already, he inspired me. He helped me through my depression. He was one of the, the factors that helped me. Like I have a few individuals who I could say, you know, helped me through my depression. And he was one of those individuals, you know, through his music. And then through that pod, like that just gave me the idea, you know, like when you're watching something, it just sparks your like, oh, you know what? I think I would be really good at that. So I listen to the Joe Budden podcast and people are pretty like, like, oh, really? You listen? But um, I like the perspective when they get into the bag of like music and all that good stuff. I'll leave the lady stuff alone. But um, when they get into that bag of it, so what part of his podcast actually helped you um, get through what you were going through or his music, right? We can talk about the music or the podcast, just him as a person and putting that out there. Like what part of that artistry helped you? It was really, really the music. You know what I'm saying? Like the music was the number one thing because he was so introspective and he, me and him, I felt like always related. Like I related to his pain and you don't hear many people talk about their pain and, and, and so real, like people talk about it on the grand scheme of things, but I'm saying like, yo, like his emotions was like, I was like, even if they were different things, they were the same emotion or even like, I kind of correlated them to like, you know, he was very open about his drug abuse. And I, and I related so well to, cause not because I've ever dealt with that because my mom was a drug addict and she ended up passing away from it. So it was like, so many of those emotions that I know she had, I related with him with, and I was able to just unpack and, you know, love too. like so many different things as far as like being in a toxic relationship and um, having an, an addictive personality. Like he helped me kind of process my emotions because I didn't really do that. I've always put my emotions on the back burner. I'm always the type that, you know, I deal with something and I throw it in the back of my head. So I don't think about it. That's always how I was. Like, I always was just like, I get right back up, but I get up because I took the adversity and I just threw it in the back of my head. So he kind of helped me unpack that in a weird, in a, in a weird way. And he was, it, it was very real. Like I, I feel energy. I can feel all that type of stuff. Like I knew, and like, this man was not just trying to sell records, you know, like he was open about all those type of things. And, and, you know, it was really that, you know, and, and, and when you, when you relate so much to a person, then I started realizing through the pod, like you say, those music conversations, those business conversations, like I relate to him as well through those, like, you know, those ideologies and those as a creator. And it's just, he felt like, like an older brother to me in a weird way. You know what I'm saying? I, we grew up here in Jersey, but I don't even think it's, 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 it's even that it's just so much more of the deep rooted stuff. So that was really what helped me through that adversity was just kind of being open about it, processing it. You know, music, music, is, music is therapy. I, I do say it's also not, it's, it's also, it could be detrimental. I think you have to know that balance of using the music to heal through the pain and to process it. But then you also don't want to do too much of it because then you're reliving those things that you've already just dealt with. So. Well, I think yeah. it triggers certain emotions, right? And so you need to know which trigger you have and know yeah. what will trigger it. Right. And so, yeah, even there's some songs that I can't listen to because it's it just it's triggering of different emotions or different things. But then there's some that trigger in a good way. Right. That, yeah. that make you think back to, oh, yeah, I remember that time or what have you. It was funny because then the podcast was entertainment. It, so it was like he he kind of caught me on a different aspect that I wasn't really looking for. And also, I'm not a news TV show type per I don't I don't sit there I don't know what's trendy I just you know like at least in hip-hop culture like so he's the one that like also is like okay I get a little bit of that just so I'm knowledge when in basic conversation and then it's just entertainment it's like my only form of entertainment really 
I think it's for me, it's entertaining as well. Even when they go off into their, you know, it's entertaining because I know it's all just, you know, funny kind of ha 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 stuff. But then it also kind of gives me the insight into the male brain. Like guys really think like this. <laughs> this is the conversations they have. So I always kind of look at it as a ha ha. Um, but for a lot of, you know, talking about triggers, I was talking to a friend. They were saying they can't go into a clubhouse room with him because he's so triggering, right? And for me, it mm. doesn't really bother me. So I think it has to do a lot with your personality as well. Um, but the person I was going to bring up is Oliver Sacks. And so mm. Oliver Sacks did a whole research study, everything around music, how he um, actually the movie that um, Robin Williams was in when he was a doctor, can't remember the name of the movie, but he, that movie was based on his life, right? Some things that he had done where he used music to uh, use it with people that have Alzheimer's. And he realized that when he played the music, it would activate certain parts of the brain that would bring them back up and they'd remember like certain things. They'll start to remember mm. things and bring it back up again. And that's the same thing that happens with depression. So in depression state, it actually affects the same part of the brain, I believe, as Alzheimer's, like in that realm of it. So I won't, you guys don't quote me on that, but it's the same realm. When we go through depression, it submerges. Have you had like memory? I know I've had memory loss, all that good stuff for my depression spout. So I won't put that on anyone else, but it's the part of the brain that stops your neurons from firing, which then moves into mood, which then moves into memory. So yeah when you think about music and how it awakens and it brings it back up again, it makes complete and utter sense, right? It makes you think yeah. of, oh, that it brings you back to that moment. So you're right. It can be either a positive or a negative, but definitely music has definitely been therapy for me. And it's even the reason I talk about this in my book, my maternal health book. Um, I wish somebody would have told me when you go to the hood, that's the reason why the music's so loud. <laughs> When you grow through the hood and you're like hearing yeah. it blazing out the windows or in the cars or anything, that's them using music as therapy. It's them exactly. using those beats to like drum them down. And that has to do with when you were in the womb and you heard your mother's heartbeat and that soothing feeling. It, it, there's, it, it, I can get real deep on that. But anyway, we'll come back nah, to but the that, that, nah, that's, that's powerful. I'm deaf because of all my loud music growing up. Like I'm blasting hip hop in my ears. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, the louder, the more bass, the more feeling. Right. Yep. So anyway, so if anybody needed that in the audience, that's why it happens. And that's why it's there. But I definitely no, want to hear trans, tra you know, kind of taking us to the next step here. What do you think that your podcast is doing in the world? Like what is, let me ask the question correctly. What is the impact do you hope your podcast has on the world? Yeah. Well, what I, what I hope that it has is I hope it just reminds people that it's going to be okay. And it sounds like so silly and so basic, but that's really it. Like at the, that's, that is like, so it's so simple. Like, I just want people to remember that it's going to be okay. Like whatever they're going through, you know, I just want to be able to remove that unnecessary stress. And, and especially since I've learned that everything happens for a reason now, that's a big thing as well. And also that we all go through it. You know, I want people to realize that it is, it's, it's just going to be okay that we all go through it. You know, so many times we think it's just us, you know, we think we're just alone in that adversity and that nobody else feels that pain, but every single person feels pain. It's just what is painful to me maybe is one thing, but maybe your level of pain is something else. Like every, every single person 
I don't care how old you are, how young you are, what color you are, anything. You, you feel pain. You go through pain. You go through adversity. So it's like people don't realize that, you know, people think that it's just them. And I wanted to use this to just talk about these topics and bring people on to his guests that we could talk about these things and you could see the adversity or you could see the struggle or the situation because it's, it's sometimes it's something not even so deep as in like a situation. I mean, like, like adversity or depression, like sometimes it's the most things like of you said, like you had to, you know, with the tone and, we, and, and our conversation that we have not that pot, like you know how many people in the world that are that going through the same thing as you, but just didn't know how to process that or maybe never thought of that way. And it's like, I want people to remember that it's going to be okay and that they could heal through it just regularly. Like, I don't think we need these degrees. That's why it's therapy without a degree. I don't think you don't need no degree to help somebody, to make someone feel better, to add value in someone's life. You don't need to seek advice from someone that is a quote unquote, yeah, it may help. Obviously, you know, it's going to help and, and all that type of stuff. It's they're there. They study this, they, they do this on a you know daily basis, but it's like, we could help each other. You know what I'm saying? And and we have to stop not helping each other because we don't value ourselves enough to be like, oh, well, what am I going to do? You know what I'm saying? How is my help going to help? Because it can. Your experiences and what you go through, other people are going through. So it's like, yo, just help. So I just want us just to all remind that it's going to be really just okay and that we're not alone in our adversity. We're not alone in our struggles. We're not alone in our silly stuff. Like I cover silly stuff on the podcast, but guess what? We go, we think about that silly stuff. Like, like on the Joe Budden podcast, like, you know how we joke and we about those silly conversations. Guess what? The reason why he does so good is because other people are having those silly thoughts. Exactly. Right? Like we're not, you're not alone in, 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 in these things. So sometimes we cover topics of like, oh, we did one, one time. And it was like, oh, when to contact a girl. Because a, a kid in an override was like talking about, oh, that he said to a girl, he's going to message her in 72 hours or whatever. And he was like, should I have said that? Should I not? Like, And it's so silly things. But it's like, you don't know how that, advert, how that silly thing is going to affect somebody else. Someone could take, he can go home and take his life. Because it stresses him out so bad because you don't know how what is in people's heads. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've been a person that all my life, I've had a very good poker face. I can have a straight face, smile on it, but I'm, 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 I'm want to cry. You know what I'm saying? I've been that person. Like, that's why it's, you know, this, the shirt is the check on your strong friend. Like, you, you, you know, you just don't know sometimes at exactly. the end of the day, you know, so. That's just really but what I think it that's is. a good point to um, point to your shirt. And then also too, when you had a conversation on uh, Joe's podcast, not Joe Button, <laughs> Joe, that's here. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's podcast about um, Joe's podcast called Therapy Without a Degree, um, just about my story and kind of talking through some of that. But then we went a whole left and started talking about some good stuff. So check that out. But I think you bring up a great point around like checking on your strong friend. And I just actually saw a post earlier from Michelle from Destiny's Child. I think she does something in, in mental health and stuff now, which mm. I was like, oh, I need to look at her stuff. I didn't know she does anything in that realm. And she talked about, uh, you know, he, Charlemagne, the guy, she was on The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne had asked her, well, what do you do when your strong friend is not responding? You're reaching out, you're reaching out, you're reaching out, and they're not responding. And she was mm. like, it doesn't matter. You keep reaching out anyway. 
because although you may be reaching out and you're not getting a response, doesn't mean they don't see. And she was saying that she had times when she couldn't even respond to a text message. Like she just couldn't respond. Yeah. She couldn't do anything, but she saw it. And the fact that she saw the messages pop up is what kept her going. You know, that people were checking on her. People were saying, how are you doing? You know, everything. And so I bring up that point to say, what are some ways that you feel are good ways to check on your strong friend or communicate with them? Hmm. You know, that's so powerful. You said you actually almost got me tears to my eyes because you, you, you reminded me of something. And, and this is the first time I'm actually even going to explain, I'm going to talk about it. Sorry. You get me a little emotional with that. So, all right. So I have a daughter, right? She's about to be 13. And this year was the hardest year of my life, yo. It was the longest I went without speaking to her. Cause she's actually my stepdaughter. Um, not by, it's not blood. And you know, mom's a Leo. She's never going to listen to this. So I could have this conversation. <laughs> her mom's a Leo and you know, we butt heads a lot. And you know, it was at a, it was a moment where she was just like, she cut me off. It was the first time she ever cut me off from speaking to this little girl. It was, it, yo, that shit hurt so bad. That shit was the worst thing that like beyond my mom passing, that was the second worst thing. Like I talked to this little girl every day, FaceTime every day. I've raised her since she was four years old. She's about to be 13 now. You know what I'm saying? Like the whole blood conversation, like that's a whole, nah, like we, well, like we don't even need to have that conversation right now. You know? So I, I see her as my daughter, but the fact what you just said, like, like, so she cut me off from her and it was like, so random. It was just because of personal differences. And, and also cause you know, we parent differently. I'm the friend, I'm the friend and she's the yo go yell i'm the you know i'm gonna i'm gonna talk you through it like we just we, you know you know how it is you're a parent so we parent differently so she was just like i do a quick example because you never know how parents on here right Jalen was like up late one night on a school night and she hit me up and she was like oh joe i can't sleep so i said okay well it's late so you got to go to bed um what we're gonna do is we're gonna keep the facetime on but we're gonna go to sleep we're keep so you know you're not alone. We're gonna keep the FaceTime on, but we're gonna go to sleep. So her mom saw just happened to go through her phone and seen the call log and seen it was because you know the phone stayed on all night. So she assumed that I was just, just talking to her all night and just being like a like a bad parent because I'm you know enabling her behavior. And she was like, Oh, and then I, I said what I did, and she was like, No, you should just hold it, should yeah, hung up and said, Go to bed. We just you we parent differently, so whatever. She cut me off for that first time in, in my whole life that we've ever gotten that long. And I said, nah, I'm still gonna reach out. I'm gonna do it the way because you know it, in those situations it's so sticky. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't. There's no law. There's no nothing. I was just as a stepfather in a in a in a past relationship. So at the end of the day, it's even though the bond we had, I'm like, I'm still careful of those things just because you never know when people are feeling some type of way. So you can't overstep no boundaries. But I said, you know what? I'm still supporting her. Cause I actually, I actually pay like a child support. I do that on my own merit. Right. I send money financially because I, I financially raised her when she was living with me. So that, so I continued doing that a little after the breakup and moment I stopped because you know, we all human and you're confused. And then I said, nah, instead of, okay, I'm not living with her every day, so I can't pay the rent. I can't do all that stuff. But guess what? I'm still going to be a man that I, that I said I was going to be. So supported her. And in this time, everyone said, yo, stop the money. Stop sending her money. Stop sending her mom money. Stop doing that. Stop doing that. She cut you off, this, that. Show her who, you know, whatever. You know how people go. I said, no. 
I said, because, because, of, you know, like, she just wanted to cut me off. I was like, nah, I'm a believer in God. I'm a believer in faith. You know what I'm saying? I'm a believer that everything happens for a reason. I'm like, whatever. She'll, she'll get through it. We'll, go, we'll grow through it. So I continued to send that money. Then I continued to send things for Jay. Little, If I painted something for her or, or a letter or whatever, and it was like, it's just so powerful what you said, because, you know, on the other end, the kid, they, you know, they, they don't really have much that they can do about that. You know, they can say about that. But like now, thank God, you know, my ex, you know, she changed her mind about it. And, and, you know, we're all, everything's back to normal now. And it's back to like how, like nothing even ever happened, but I could tell now in conversations, how happy she was as, as a kid that I helped, I, I stayed in, in that moment. Because she was being that strong friend. She was being that strong daughter. Because she could have just been like, oh, no, nah, mom, I'm going to go I'm gonna go hit up, you know, Joe or whatever. Like, this girl, she literally blocked me on all devices, everything, her mom. So she was being that strong person because she's emotional as well. And she was just holding that hand. But it still didn't matter. Like, I knew, you know what I'm saying? I had that faith. So me being that person to that strong friend or whatever you want to call it, it just, I, when you mentioned that, it, I related to it. She was able to feel that. So after she gone through whatever we all gone through and we all, you know, went through and we back to normal now, that mattered so much to her. She saw that I didn't stop caring. So it's like, if you have a friend that's a strong friend or you have a situation of y'all not talking because even, even them, like they could have, they could have cut you off or they could have been trying to be that strong friend and didn't want the advice or whatever they did. You still have to do you. You know what I'm saying? You still have to send those cards. You still have to support. You still have to show love. You still have to share their stuff. Like be that bigger person. You know what I'm saying? And not saying all the time, it's always going to end in a happy ending, but you never know. Sometimes you could help someone from across the world without you even realizing it. You could help someone in the same vicinity as you and you don't even realize it. Like I, I put a post up one time on my Instagram and I was talking because I was walking in a park and I did. I was walking in a park. I was doing some cardio over the summer. And I saw a couple and they were with a kid and it was so simple. Like they were just playing with their kid. And I was like, yo, that like it almost brought tears to my eyes. Then I'm like, yeah, that was, that's goals. Goals. And like, I'm just sitting there and I felt, so, I felt so proud of them in that moment because they were just sitting there having fun, having a good time. Like it was like on a Tuesday and it was like, so dope. You know what I'm saying? And they, they have no idea how they made me feel. They have no idea. They were just there. They, who, they could have been having the most baddest day in the world. They could have been laid on rent. They could have just said, yo, fuck it, let's go to the park so we don't have to think about this adversity. You have no idea. But in that moment, they still brought so much joy to me, and it was goals to me. And it was so, powerful to me, and it moved me. So it's like you, you, you never know how you affect someone. Exactly. And I love that. I love it. Um, and thank you so much for sharing and just being vulnerable and open to share yeah. with us. Nope. Um, no problem. So now I'm going to take it in a different direction. Yeah. We're podcasters. <laughs> exactly. As podcasters, this thing is not an easy job. <laughs> it's a task and a half. It can be. You have no shows. You have editing issues. You have <laughs> you have promotion. You have money, you know, trying to fund this thing, how to get support for it. Um, how do you keep everything afloat? All that good stuff. What would you like our audience to know about podcasting? Let's talk to the person that may be thinking, I want to start a podcast. I want to mm. be like Joe. Joe has this podcast about therapy. 
think yeah. I want to do a little something in that realm of, of podcasting. What should they know? Yeah. Well, it really is two, it's, it really goes two directions, right? So it's like, if you want to do it as a hobby, um, that's cool. It's a, it's a, it's a really dope hobby. It's therapeutic. It's fun. You could do it with your friends. You could bring dope people on. It's cool. Cool. If you want to do it as a hobby, I'm saying go all for it. Um, if you want to do it to change lives, to make it a career, um, you know, it's, it, it, it's an investment and it's a huge investment. It's a full-time job. If you want to do it right, if you want to do it right. And, that, and that's the thing, you know, I deal with a lot of people cause I pretty much kind of have like my own little like podcast network here, you know, in New Jersey media, I, I deal with a lot of podcasters, um, you know, shout out the lovely important nonsense reflections with Val coffee critique. We have a lot of podcasts coming in out of my studio and not everyone treats it the same. You know what I'm saying? Um, people give me excuses. People give me, Oh, I have three kids. People give me, Oh, I got work. I don't have the money. Those like those things, just like we said, are always going to happen. Life is always going to happen. Life is always going to life. Um, so if you really want to take it to that next level, you have to know how much it does take. You know, like you said, people don't realize it is more than this hour. Like I do two hour podcasts usually. I like up to two hours. That's my golden time. Um, I like content, you know, and I like substance, right? So it's like, it depends. It depends on what you want to do. You know, are you talking maybe a 20, 30 minute podcast? Okay. But it's never just that 20, 30 minutes. You know, it's never just the hour. It's never just showing up and recording. It's the editing. It's sometimes you have to listen to an episode three times. And if, if it's an hour podcast, that's three hours. The amount of editing for one single episode sometimes and the lighting and the investing and the energy and the time. And it's just like, there's so much to it. And it looks, it looks beautiful. It looks cool. It looks fun. And I don't regret it whatsoever, but, and even now that it's becoming also like, like now it's like the new blog. It is. You know, that's what I call it now. I call it, it's a new blog. Um, pretty much what it is, just a virtual, it's a virtual blog. But, you know, when you say blog and you say podcast, it may just sound kind of simple, or even with blog, like that's kind of, it sounds simple, but you know how much time goes into a blog? You know what I'm saying? Like depending on a, on a good one, you know, the energy and, and writing and the research and all that type of stuff. So now you, you understand that with a blog. Now times that by 20 and that's a podcast. Facts. <laughs> Now that's it. Now that's if you want to take it to that right to that realm. If that's you if you want to make it good. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like if you really want to make it worth it and move a needle. You know, if you want to move a needle, it's going to cost you time. It's going to cost you energy. So I think you just have to first decide hobby or a bit or, or like a you know, life changing something. You know what I'm saying? Like a job. You want to, you know, use it as a funnel to help network and to do other things. So um it's, and, and, you know, and it's I never heard a good explanation yeah. earlier um, on Clubhouse. What wasn't podcasting, but they were just talking about voice in general and using voice uh, as a as a promotional tool, voice marketing channels. And they said, "Do you want to do brand building versus transactional, right?" And that mm -hmm. brand building is that long term relationship, that building that you know building the audience, having an audience of raving fans, right? Versus, do you want to just sell something? Do you mm -hmm. want to just whatever that is, right? And that doesn't mean it has to be an actual physical product or a service, but like selling yourself, right? It can be those different things. And I thought that that was a really great example of understanding what you're actually doing this thing for. Yeah. Yeah. You have to figure out what, you know, what are you doing it for? And no matter what you're doing it for, like if it's just on that level, like if, if it's beyond a hobby, it's just going to take more time. Like I have someone that comes in here and they record and then they leave. And then I don't see them again until they record. And it's just like, it's not going to work like that. And I tell them all the time, like, yeah, I do a lot of your editing and stuff, but it's just not going to work. Like 
it yo for my pod we we record i work on my my podcast every single day wow and i've been doing this for four years and i've yes i've had incline like not a crit, but I'm every year I'm I'm doing better and better. Even with my followers, everything was all natural and organic, but it ain't gonna happen overnight. You know what I'm saying? And it's like I do it every single day, and it's like at least the way I do it, right? So my podcast isn't just the pod; it's like the brand, and you know, so it's a I, lifestyle I'm take, for you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, I'm taking it to that next level. But even if it was just even limited, it's still like it just takes time, you know, and, and you got to be willing to invest that time. If, if you're not willing to invest, I'm going to, I'm going to be honest with you. If you're not going to be willing to invest eight hours a week into your podcast, don't even waste time. What do you define a content creator is like, what is your definition of a content creator? Of a content creator? Someone that just creates, you know, creates different things. I mean, there's different levels to it. You know what I'm saying? Like I would consider, um, you know, gra- a graphic designer, like a content creator um it's funny because a lot of times now like we're as as we're like entering this like digital world we are almost like having to like create new job terms and titles and stuff like you know how it is like because when i look at yeah yeah, you're probably like what do i call myself you know and it's like a creative director you know what i mean or like you know creative engineer like you know we 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 are actually kind of coming up with these titles as we're going because especially entrepreneurs like and that are in this creative world like you do you do so much you do so much i can't call you a podcast i can't like you know it's like, i can't call you this because it's like you're you, you do so much so what i tell people is there's no just i can't just call what a content creator is because there's so many different things i'd be real with people and just say what say all the things you do like i'm a graphic designer i'm a writer i, I do this and it, it sounds crazy but guess what as long as you're, if you showcase what you're doing, it doesn't sound crazy. So you go on my Instagram and yeah, I may say that I'm a million things, but guess what? When you look at it, you'll see that I'm doing a million, a million things. And, uh, you know, I, I just do what I do. Cause I enjoy it. You know, some people say, Oh, well, work on one thing to your quote unquote master. What, what is a master? You know, like, what is all that type of you know and that's funny that the conversation is starting to shift that way because when i first got into digital in like 2012 right it was all about the pick one thing be known for one thing and you still hear the riches in the niches and i think there's that's true to a certain extent um you do have to understand who you're talking to for sure but that can also mean that they are not particularly in one industry but they all have the same problem Right. Mm. And so when you talk about yourself, I definitely consider you a content creator, which is why I was interested to hear your answer to what is defined as a content mm. creator. What does that definition actually mean? Yeah. Right. Does that mean as soon as you become a podcaster, you're a content creator? Does that mean as soon as you put together a Instagram reel, you're a content creator? What does that mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's you're, you're building content. It's just levels. I think there should be levels to it. I think there should be like, it's kind of silly, but I think there content should be levels. creator, basic pro middle and pro. Yeah, there should be because, because if you do a podcast, you are, you're creating content by definition. Like you're literally yeah. creating the content. Um, if you're making reels, you are a content cr- creator. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think really also how, how hands-on you are, because there's also yeah. a difference between talent and content creator. Oh, facts. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of people yeah. out here that are good talent, but they're not creating their own content. 
Yes. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. You just can't call yourself a content creator. Like if someone else is doing all your stuff, you know, like I said, there's, there's nothing, there's nothing against that. Cause I know some amazing talent. I have friends that are amazing talent, but I don't let them create their own stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I say no, I, or I teach them. But if they don't, if they don't got the time, if they don't show up here and give me the time to teach, like I have some clients, they're here all the time with me. And it looks like they almost live with me because I also have my studio in my, where I have my apartment. So they're here and they want to learn. Yeah. Not yeah. everyone wants to learn because they got priorities and stuff, but then you're not a content creator. I love it. So my last question for you is define who you are and what you do. Hmm. That's a tough one. I hate the bios and stuff. I know. I'm a, nah, I can't I be confined just, to a bio. <laughs> no, it's not even that. It's not that because that sounds like so egotistical, <laughs> but it's not that. Um, I'm just me. I'm just Joe. You know, at the end of the day, I'm my name. Like I said, I'm just Joe. I'm a creative over overall. Um, just a human that, you know, I mean, it just just goes through things. I try, I try to, uh, you know, take what I go through and I've always been someone to get up from it. So I'm just that person, the creative that just is kind of open about their stuff. And, you know, sometimes I am more, sometimes not, you know, I would just say I'm just an overall creative. <laughs> and let me <laughs> ask you this question then. Let me yeah. turn that question into this. Why do you create and who do you create for? Mm. Why do I create? I, I, I really enjoy it. Um, I, cr- I create, I create for everyone. Well, I, I create for everyone that's willing to see it or has asked her who has a avenue to see it. And also I am really trying to tap into, like, I, I don't see a demographic that I'm like, Oh, I only want to target these people. This is I don't think it. targeting is it. I think you do create for a specific type of person, but yeah. you may not have defined that yet, but I definitely see yeah. that in you. Maybe I have, maybe I just don't know. Or also because like the, vi- the like the visions I have for future stuff as well too. So I, I don't know. Maybe maybe I need help, you know, doing it. Because like when I see it on my aspect, I'm like, yeah, I just want, like, especially with therapy, like we did the music therapy, we did the art therapy. Like I tried to, and I have a lot of ideas for things. So I'm like, I don't, I don't want someone to feel left out in that, in that, in that, in that place. And I feel like I could create a therapy without a degree for them. Like I, I could, like I want to know, I want to be able to give a form of therapy for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Um, I haven't tapped into like an older generation, like an older generation. You know what I'm saying? Um, or even younger. So then, see, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so then, everybody. You know? But I, I want to. You know what I'm saying? I want to. I just haven't yet. I've stuck into definitely. Yeah, my 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 age group or a little, little younger, a little older. Um, you but seem to relate to younger there. folks. I can say I can definitely you think say so. That's that. what you say. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You tell. You tell me. Yeah. You're, 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 you're the pro. I, I, yeah. I feel like you definitely relate to the younger crowd that is looking mm. for, you know, the the beyond. Right. It's not mm. what it what it is right here in front of you, but beyond that. Right. Right in front of you is this is therapy. This is what it's supposed to look like. And this is what it does and all this stuff. But it's like, no, there's more to it and there's different layers to it. And how do we go beyond that to find what's right for you? Right. So I think that's kind of an overall of kind of what I see 
in you and what you do. Um, that's, yeah. Granted, I haven't taken a deep, deep dive into it, but I think just in talking to you these last couple of times, I think that's something, and you're very much into or want to make sure that, like you said, everybody is getting their viewpoints across or they feel like they're being heard. Right. And I think that's why your podcast is such a like it's a group effort. Right. I think the last one I saw was like, you, how many people do you usually have on your usually have like a panel podcast? Like, you know, what's funny is I'm not crazy about that. Sometimes like it's just kind of funny. Like I like uh, two, three people, but Got you know, it. well, no, we actually well, we have four hosts. So that's the thing, too. It's four of Got us. It. Mm-hmm. Um, it's myself. My yeah. guy Zane, I am Zane Studios. He's an amazing filmmaker, a photographer. Then we have Natalie, Natalie Cruz. She's a tattoo artist. And then we have a guy named Tay from North Carolina. Um, so it's 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 four hosts alone. Do? Uh he's an entrepreneur. He was actually formerly in nutrition. He was a trainer, uh, but he's also an entrepreneur as well, too. So he's uh in business, you know. Yeah, so um, see, you have like all those different, like you have different parts, and that's what I'm saying. When you encompass the mm-hmm. whole conversation, it really isn't leaving anybody out it's like all these different people bring something yeah. to the conversation so that no one yeah. feels left out so anyway yeah that no, no that, that's that is the that is the goal too like you know is i want i don't want just my perspective uh my no because a lot of times i'm wrong or a lot of times i'm bugging i want i want us to be able to you know have that option that diversity yeah that's dope that's dope so tell the people where they can find you and any last thoughts you would want our audience to know about why you started a podcast Yes. Well, y'all can find me on uh, Instagram as Joe Fucarino underscore formerly as Mr. Superman. I, I used to call it Mr. Superman. I changed it for branding purposes. Unfortunately, I didn't want to change it. So but with Joe Fucarino on everything, uh, you could find it. It'll be probably here somewhere in the show notes on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. You can message me as well, too. Um, anyone that's listening to, I actually want to give you guys two free gifts. So is it cool if I dropped the two free gifts on them? All right. So first free gift is a book from Audible, right? So you get a free audio book, right? Any book you want, any audio book you want, you're going to go to audibletrial.com slash therapy without a degree, right? Audibletrial.com slash therapy without a degree. You get any free audio book. You get the first free month. Um, You got to sign up. You got to put your card, but you could, you could cancel after the free trial and after you get your book. So you're good with that. Right. Um, also, the second thing is I'm going to give all entrepreneurs, um, actually pretty, yeah, pretty much in the entrepreneur world, a free consultation, right? So free consultation, you could hit me up, um, preferably is the best through Instagram to DM me and we'll rock out. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Joe. Thank you so much for having me. I can't wait till we do this in person. <laughs> yes, can't wait. Thanks. <laughs>